the catch is that if you lose your job or you leave that job for some reason, Ooh. you immediately owe those $30,000 back to yourself. Ooh. And I hate to see it. Kid, <laughs> we hate to see it. Hi, I'm Amber. And hi, I'm Brenda. And this is the Minority Millennial Money Podcast. everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Minority Millennial Money Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about 401k plans. Um, we just want everyone to ask themselves if they're saving for retirement. And I want to ask you first, Amber. Yes, definitely. Um, I think I first um, you know, realized that I needed to start saving for retirement probably back in 2016. Um, I had never really honestly thought about it. And someone brought it to my attention, um, like basically like, what money are you going to have? And I, you know, just figured I would work forever. Um, (laughs) But after, you know, what, over six years of uh, practice now, um, definitely not, definitely won't be working forever. (laughs) So um, since then, I've been saving um, and I've increased my retirement savings every year. How about you? Yeah, I think the first time I learned about what a 401k really is was about five years ago. I was 25 and I realized that all I had done when I got my full-time job was say, okay, I'll contribute the match. And I honestly didn't even know what the match was. So what does that mean when your employer says that you're going to get a 3% match? Right. So basically what that means is 3% of your income um, they will match up to that amount if you put that amount in. So if you put in 1% of your income into the 401k, they will put 1%. If you put 2%, they'll put 2%. So basically, if you don't put 3%, you're losing out on that free money, which is one of the benefits of working there is getting that money. So you're basically right. turning down income, in my opinion. Right. And what if I want to put in like 8% because I'm a really aggressive saver? <laughs> I mean, you still get the 3% match. Um, and okay. then you can obviously be contributing additional. Um, although, you know, probably you want to contribute $19,500 since that's the contribution, the maximum contribution anyway. Okay. So where did you get that number from? So... <laughs> Um, the maximum contribution that a person can, um, do is 19,500 and that's the amount that's tax deductible. So essentially you're contributing pre-tax dollars to the 401k up to 19,500. So it means you're paying less in taxes. So the government is, so if you make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year, um, and you contribute 19,500. Um, now I'm not very good at math. Um, eighty something. You only thousand. get taxed <laughs> yeah. on eighty thousand five hundred. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. So actually, the more money I put in it, up to nineteen thousand five hundred dollars per year, the less money I have to pay in taxes. Right. Yes. I will say that when you withdraw the money, 
in your retirement, which is at a certain age, you're not allowed to pull that money out without a penalty before a certain age. I believe it's 59 and a half years old. When you withdraw that money, you will pay taxes on it then. Yep. So Uncle Sam's going to get your money eventually. But yep. the good part about it is that you can defer taxes in the higher income earning years of your life. Right. Because by the time you retire, you're not working. So your tax, you know, what the percentage that you're going to be taxed on should be lower. Should be. Right. Exactly. Um, so why is it called a 401k? I don't know, actually. <laughs> why is it called a 401k? It's actually the name of the IRS code. Oh, so, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's the name of the code in, in the IRS giant handbook of tax code. And it's a it's the most popular type of plan, which is why we chose to talk about this one. There are 457Bs and 403Bs and people in particular sectors like the military or educators uh -huh. who work for a university, right? State state institutions have different types of retirement plans, which maybe another day we can do an episode on all the different types. Mm -hmm. But what do you think is like some practical things that people can do right now if they're not sure what's going on with their own 401k? Well, first of all, I think you need to, after you start putting money into a 401k, you need to see what the money is going into. Because I think a lot of people think that a 401k is just a mm -hmm. savings account and it's not. It's actually your money is invested in stocks and bonds. So if you have picked the wrong stocks and bonds in that 401k, your money's not going to grow. So that's really key that you speak to whoever the you know, compensation person is at your job um, or whoever knows about the 401ks. You need to do research into what your money is going into because there are a lot of people that contribute the money and then their interest rate is like one or 2% or something on their, on their 401ks. So you know, or your employer has default mutual funds that they put it into. A lot of employers will put it into target date funds, which are funds that say I'm 25 when I open the account and I plan to retire when I'm 65. So in 40 years, that's 2061. So they'll have like a 2061 target date fund, mm -hmm. which means that they put a certain amount of your money in stocks because you're so far out from retirement that you can afford to have more money in stocks and less in bonds. And we'll talk more about what those mean, but most employers will have some kind of default fund that they're putting your money into unless you choose otherwise. And they always give you the opportunity to change what your money is being contributed towards. So you have the power to make your money work harder for you if you educate yourself on what it's being invested in. What do you think about those target date funds? Because that's a good point. I personally, before I knew any better, I had mine in a target date fund that was super far out because I figured the further out it is, the more aggressive it is Perfect. because more of my money's in stocks. But once I learned about like index funds, ETFs, and other mutual funds that I could put my money into, I did away with the target date fund because I knew better. But I would say like, if you don't feel like doing the research, then just put it in a target date fund because it has allocations for a person with about a moderate risk tolerance. And we're bringing up a lot of new terms, I think, but risk tolerance just means like 
how willing are you to let that money lose value in the short term for possibly a longer term gain? Yes. So a couple of things. I totally agree with you on the target day thing. I did the exact same thing. I figure, oh, this is like, it'll invest it for me. But if you're young, you know, in your 20s or 30s, oh my God, please do not put it in a target date fund. Please be aggressive because yes, it's going to dip right now when you're first starting to put money in, but over time, your percentage will grow. So um, I was telling Brenda earlier that, you know, I did some research and the average stock market return is 10%. But last year, um, my 401k, uh, the performance was 19%. So I got a 19% interest rate on the money I put into my 401k last year. And Brenda, just to say that if you had a hundred thousand in that account on January 1st, 2020, and you did not contribute another dollar to that account, then on January 1st, 2021, you had $119,000. Exactly. So that's a high return. So you definitely want to go aggressive and do the research and put the work in because that's a lot of money to leave on the table. If, I mean, $19,000 in one year, I mean, that can make or break somebody's income. Right. And now those $19,000 are going to work for you for the next 30 years till you retire. Well, you're going to retire in 20, but you know, until you retire, that's money that now is also growing more money. So that's the power of compound interest, right? That whatever grows, grows more and that grows more. And that's how your 401k by the time your retirement age, 59 and a half is the time that you can withdraw those contributions without a penalty, then it will have grown exponentially, literally. Yes. I think I did some numbers earlier and it was like, if you started at 30 years old, putting $19,500 into your retirement account every single year, by the time you reached age 65, assuming the you did a stock market performance of 10%, you would have over $5 million. So if you're interested in being a multimillionaire in retirement, it is imperative that you (laughs) contribute the max of your 401k. And now disclaimer here, you know, obviously there are people out there who may be listening who cannot afford to give up $20,000 of their income. Um, So we understand that um, certainly if you're living in poverty in a poverty situation, you know, this, this is not for you. But if you are in a position where you can contribute to your 401k, if you could do nothing else but contribute to your 401k and you would be Mm -hmm. a multimillionaire in retirement. Right. And some, some employers have plans where you can tick a box and they automatically increase your contribution by 1% every year. So say like today you can only contribute the match. My employer gives a 5% match. And I want to get all of the match. So I only contribute 5%. But in six months, maybe I paid off a little bit of my debt and that $100 payment, I can afford to have it taken out of my paycheck now. So I'm going to go another 1% on my 401k. And, you know, if, if every six months you set yourself out to increase by 1%, within a couple of years, you could be at 10%, right? Mm-hmm. And it's automatic savings and investment into that plan. But 
Amber, what would I do if I was at a job for six years and then I applied to a different job and I leave that company? Right. So you can roll over your 401k to your new job. So your 401k never um, goes away. Um, I think, though, I will say that's a really good point. A lot of people will pull out their 401k when they leave a job and they'll spend that money instead of rolling it over into the new 401k. And that is not good. (laughs) So there is a huge penalty. Speaking of that, because I, I shared this in the first episode about how this advisor at a very large bank that I went to had told me to cash out a small 401k balance that I had, but I read some, some meme, you know, financial education that like every thousand dollars that you contribute now in 30 years can be $20,000, right? So I think about those $3,500 and how that could have been like $70,000 in my retirement. And I'm still angry at myself and that man for telling me to do that. But don't cash out 401ks. You pay a huge penalty and you pay taxes on it. I agree. You're kicking yourself and your future self, right? You're hurting your future self. And I really like to think about saving for retirement as present Brenda taking care of future Brenda mm-hmm. because future Brenda is going to face ageism in the workplace, right? When you're mm-hmm. 55, 60, you're not going to be able to go for those True. jobs that are given to 30 year olds, right? Unless you're just like a super expert in your field and everybody wants you, which those, those are rare, right? True. I just, I want to be able to take care of myself even as young as 45. If that's when I choose to leave the workforce in a full-time capacity, I think about how it hurts to maybe contribute that much right now. But then I think my future self will be so thankful. But the key here, though, is that you can't take those funds out until you're 65. So even so you're 59 and a half, 59 and a half. So if you decide to retire earlier, then right. you're going to have to live off your brokerage account or whatever other money you have until those funds right. begin. So you'll have you know, uh, 10 years ish um, of money that you'd have to save for yourself aside from your 401k if you want to retire early. Right, right. Um, What is a brokerage account since you brought it up? Sure. So a brokerage account is basically just an account where you invest. It's an investment account. It's basically the account that uh, you would set up if you want to invest in the stock market yourself, like stocks and bonds and things like that. Okay. And do you, I have to have some kind of certification or something to get a brokerage account? No, anybody can get a brokerage account. Um, So I suggest... I always tell people, you know, if you don't have enough money where you can get an advisor, um, I'd suggest uh, there's a bunch of banks out there, apps. Um, I used to do Betterment, which is like a robo Mm -hmm. investor. So basically you download the app and you put money into it and you say, I want to be aggressive or moderate or whatever. And it'll invest um, based on what the computer system thinks is like the best stocks and bonds. Um, And I think you, what do you have, Brenda? I use M1 Finance and I have both an Roth IRA and a taxable brokerage account. And the reason I say taxable is just because when you do your taxes, you do have to report the amount of money that your brokerage account made. So if I had $10,000 in that account 
and I had a 10% gain, then I made a thousand dollars and I will have to pay taxes on those thousand dollars. So sure. yeah. Which is different from so, the 401k because um, the money that grows in there is not taxable. You don't have to report it to the IRS. Right. Um, yeah, I use M1 Finance and the great thing about that app and they have actually featured me as one of their investors if you want to look up my name and M1 Finance on Google. Um, but I really like it because it's super user-friendly and it will tell you exactly what this group of stocks are, like what the companies are about. Like I have a pie. So you have a big pie and pieces of your pie are allocated to different types of stocks and bonds. And so I have like a responsible investing slice of my pie. So these are companies that are like eco-friendly or they're for clean energy or they're for saving the environment. And then I have like a very aggressive pie, like um, that contributes to companies that maybe are heavily on the rise, right? But they also have a huge potential to fail and then I could lose money. But at this point in my life, I can afford to lose a little money because in the long run, it steadily goes up. Right, so that's another reason why you should not cash out um, your investments or your 401k because the market is volatile, right? So let's say we're on a downturn, um, you take your money out, you've lost money and it's, it's done mm-hmm. versus you keep right. it in, it goes back up. So right. it's really imperative that when you're investing and when you're putting money in retirement, you're not planning to use that money for years. So that means if decades. You wanna, exact, decades, literally, if you want to make a big purchase or go on a trip or do whatever, those are not the funds to Mm-mm. use. So Mm-mm. be aware of that for sure. What do you think about uh, 401k loans? Don't do it, please. <laughs> I, just, right. I, just, I just feel like if you just put in a savings account, just get a high yield savings account and you'll get 2% and interest. And I mean, that'll be that. Like why put it in the market at all? Right. And, and just to clarify, a 401k loan is when, say, you have $100,000 in your 401k, but you need to do some home remodeling, but you don't have the money up front. And so you want to take 30000 out to remodel your kitchen. And you take that loan and you pay it yourself back. And that's what people are always like, well, I'm just borrowing from myself. Well, the... The catch is that if you lose your job or you leave that job for some reason, Ooh. you immediately owe those $30,000 back to yourself. Ooh. And I hate to see it. Kid- <laughs> we hate to see it. Your kitchen may look really nice, but now you're going to have to go get a probably higher interest loan to pay yourself back. And now you're paying the bank. So as a general rule, cashing out 401ks and taking 401k loans are big no-nos if you want that money to grow. Would you say that's right? Agreed, agreed. Okay, I think that pretty much wraps it up for 401ks. I think this opened up some conversation about other types of retirement accounts that we'll cover in the future. But y'all email us at amber at mmmoney.org or brenda at mmmoney.org. We're also on Instagram as mmmoneypod on Twitter and Minority Millennial Money on Instagram. (laughs) 
follow us. <laughs> yes, follow us. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.